Hi everyone, welcome to GALS. I'm very happy today I have with me Irina from KIN. Yes. And um, Irina is a dev manager at Microsoft. Can you please introduce yourself? Yes, so how do I introduce myself? My name is Irina, ballerina, picking up a huge pumpkin. Oh, okay. <laughs> Irina from KIN. Well, actually, um, I've been at Microsoft for 14 years. Um, I started at Microsoft right out of college. Um, I had an internship at Visual Studio and I loved it so much that I decided to come back full time. And I've actually worked on a variety of teams. I was a tester in MSN Mobile, then I worked in research, I worked in um, Xbox, Windows Gaming, Bing Ads, and now um, I lead a team of developers um, in Universal Store working on data and analytics team. And when I think of my job, I think of, if you're driving a big car on the highway, right? It's a fast car highway, the speed limit is very fast, and we're just going and going and going. And imagine this car is services and clients, right? Um, and everybody's interacting with each other. And if you're looking at a big system that consists of all of these dependencies, a humongous distributed system, you need to know how you're doing. You need to know where you're going in the car. You need to know how much gas you have. You need to have all of these levers. You need to know how your engine is doing. And so um, my team works on a telemetry um, monitoring solution that handles high-scale data but provides this actual windshield for a big car that's and so that's level. kind of that's how and so and so if if the windshield is cloggy and you can't see where you're going if um if you don't have the levers if you can't see how your engine's doing how much oil you have you cannot drive this car so our team is a critical team within my org and we have to be on call 24 7 because oh, we wow. are the windshield and so if anything happens to the windshield developers and operations don't know how their systems are doing. Right, right. This is a great metaphor yeah. to explain what the team exactly <laughs> is doing and how important this team is. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how did you um, get into tech? You were telling me this great story, so I, I want you to, to tell everyone about it. It's a, it's a great story. Yeah, so um, I'm not originally from America. I'm originally from Ukraine. Um, and when I was a little girl, um, my family <laughs> had a talk with me and they said, Irochka, which is my Russian name, we're actually going to go far to America. And I, my big question is, can I take my cat, Tishka? <laughs> no, you cannot take your cat. And so um, we went on this big journey to immigrate to America because my parents wanted to create a better life for me. We lived close to Chernobyl, and there was also anti-Semitism in Russia at the time, and my parents felt like I couldn't have the best future possible in Russia. And so they actually took everything um, and decided to leave their homeland. And we had um, our immigration process took us through Austria and also through Italy. And we were stuck in Italy for a while. Um, and I remember I had really tough time because I had beautiful long hair and the conditions weren't great. And so I had lice, so I couldn't go to school for a year. And so for that year, I stood on the side of the street with my parents selling Russian souvenirs. And I used to go and say, Una 
milo, senorita, to buy a little Russian matryoshka. And so when we actually came to America, we had nothing. Um, we lived in an apartment. My sister was born. Um, we were in one bedroom apartment. I couldn't have the things other kids had. When other kids had um, shiny bagels with cream cheese, it was a big deal. They had bagels with cream cheese for lunch. I had to have bread with a Russian kolbasa. And instead of a, a juice that I could sip from, I had to have a thermos with tea. And so I really wanted to work hard. Um, and, and be successful in America because that's something my parents kept telling me. We went on this long journey. We need you to work hard and be successful. So initially, I did not want to go into computer science. I was actually really interested in medicine. And it's actually good. I didn't choose that field because I can't um, stand the sight of blood. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so it was a really good thing. Um, and my dad really encouraged me to try a computer science class at the University of Washington. Um, and I fell in love with it. It was kind of like by chance, but the reason I loved it so much was when I was a little girl, my grandmother used to do um, Russian logic problems with me. And I still have that book. It's over 100 years old. It has Russian logic problems that I do with my kids. Um, and so I got into computer science accidentally. I love it. Everything is like, um, you're like a detective. Um, there's a lot of problems along the way, a lot of challenges, right? And, um, and it, it's kind of like a feeling where you have a very challenging problem and you don't know if you can achieve it or not achieve it. And you just work, 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 work really hard. And sometimes you may fail, you learn for it. But if you succeed, um, the rewards are amazing. And so I'm always learning. I'm always growing. I really love my job. And I think the other thing that really motivates me and why I love Microsoft so much is Microsoft hired the most talented people from all over the world. And I, what I love about my team is I'm surrounded by people who are way smarter than me. So I'm always growing and learning, which is something that gets me up in the morning. Like, I don't want to stay home to do laundry. I don't want to clean. Um, I like to cook sometimes, but I like love my job because you're always on the edge of the chair and you're always solving tough, challenging problems with people um, that, that make it all really fun and worthwhile. That's so great. I love your story. It's really very inspiring. Thank you. Um, all over the years of your experience, can you tell us um, if you had like a mentor or someone like throughout your career that helped you and inspired you? Um, do you have a story like this that you want to share with us? Yeah, so um, one of the great things about Microsoft is you don't need to have one mentor. Right you can have many mentors. And um, we always discuss sponsorship and what is sponsorship. Um, sponsorship is somebody or a group of people that actually see a person and they actually put their career on the line to, to ensure that this person gets the most, the best possible opportunities. And I feel like throughout my career, um, I've had, I've been very fortunate to have several of these people. Now, now um, I come to work very every day and I work hard. And um, 
I work hard. Sometimes I work a little longer, um, and and I just put my all into this. I also care a lot about people and nurturing my people relationship. I think the people are the most important thing. Nothing can happen without people. It's like if you're playing a big sports game and you like basketball. My son loves basketball. You can't just have one player who is able to shoot all the baskets. It's teamwork. Right. And so for me, teamwork is very important. And so I've just been really fortunate to have a couple of these amazing mentors throughout my career um, to really push me and guide me along. And and one of the um, examples I wanted to give of a mentor is Audrey Cole. I think um, she, oh, was yeah, she was on previous, the show. She was on the show as well. Um, and um, she was my mentor through many years, and she gave me a lot of guidance. Um, and then um, she actually had an opening on her team, a dev lead opening, and I was a developer at the time. And so he re she reached out to me, and she said, Irina, I have this amazing opportunity. I think you would be perfect. Perfect. And so um, it was awesome through that mentorship, through through my network. Um, I, I was able to actually get an opportunity and she actually taught me how to be a manager. She's an amazing manager herself. And who better to teach you than somebody who is your mentor that you know you could report to. And so um, that was a really great story. I went and I worked for her and I actually learned to be a manager myself. And, and so I was able to continue my career as a manager. That's so cool. That's a, that's a great story. And I'll, I'll link the Audrey mm -hmm. uh, uh, interview with her also in, in the description of the video. Um, so I, I don't know what's the difference between sponsor and mentor. Can you maybe uh, tell us a little bit what's the difference and how to find this great person to help out for like the young people who are watching and, and don't know what does it mean? Like for me, I never heard of sponsorship before. I always heard mentorship, mentorship, mentorship. And until I came to Microsoft and just few people, like maybe like the, you're the third person who told me about sponsorship. So maybe um, what about you tell us a little bit what's the difference and how to find the, the best person to be your sponsor or your mentor? And I will tell you how I understand it. It may not be the best possible no, <laughs> definition, but how do I understand it? So right. what is a mentor? A mentor is somebody that you're interested in helping you maybe um, answer questions. Maybe there could be a technical mentor, so about some technical aspects, help you with design, or you could have kind of a career mentor, somebody you go um, and ask questions about Microsoft or careers in general. Um, and this mentor, you kind of just sign up to go, and you meet that person, and you say, hey, will you be my mentor? And you meet with that person, and it's up to you to fully drive that relationship. Um, and, and it's just really up to you. A sponsor is somebody different, where unlike a mentor, and I mentor many girls, but there's only very few that I would actually sponsor. These are the, the, the girls that I would sponsor would be the girls who I know, or, or men, who, who have proven themselves. So you choose to be their sponsor. They cannot ask you to be their sponsor. Exactly. Oh, you have around. to choose. Um, and, so, and so it's somebody who I've seen work really hard, who have proven themselves 
over and over who I think this person is amazing and if I were to have a position or if I hear of an amazing position, I will push for them to have it because oh, because it's also it's also your reputation. You're putting your reputation on the line. And if you give a recommendation about this person, you have to be a hundred percent sure that this person's going to be amazing and they won't let you down. Um, and so you have to know a lot about this person to be able to sponsor them. So it's not somebody you can like knock on the door, knock knock. Could you be my sponsor? No, right. you have to just work with people and work very hard and kind of give it your all, take a lot of risks mm -hmm. um, and, and prevail through things and, and just really ensure people are there um, and, and they know you won't let them down and they're there willing to put their reputation on hold to sponsor you. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I get the difference and <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. Um, okay, you mentioned that you're a mom. Yes. You want to tell us a little bit about um, your kids and how you're doing with work-life balance. This yes. is like a question that a lot of yeah. colleagues, women especially, ask a lot. So uh, can you tell us about your experience and maybe some advices that you would suggest? Yeah, so um, actually it was kind of funny because um, my first week at Microsoft, I found out I was pregnant <laughs> um, with my son, Jacob. And I really wanted to keep it quiet for a while, but we were sitting right. in the cafeteria with all, all of my um, teammates and I had to go to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> and so I would go and then 10 minutes later I would go again. And so one of the guys was like, uh, what's wrong with you? Are you pregnant or something? And I'm like, uh, yes, but keep this a secret. <laughs> um, and so I actually found it pregnant um, right at the beginning and I was really concerned that um, I was 23 years old that this I mean I was I was married and um, and everything was set up yeah but, but still it's first week of work it's first week and so I was really concerned that this was gonna affect my career and right. how I would do at Microsoft and it really hasn't um, so Jacob now is 13 Jesse is 11, so Jacob is becoming a teenager, and um, anything I say about him will probably be embarrassing um, <laughs> to him. Um, but they're both amazing boys, um, and and what I found was okay. So having them did not affect my career at all. Um, it actually gave me something fun to focus on outside of work. Um, education is very important to me. So um, as they were growing up, I spent a lot of time volunteering in their schools and their classrooms, and and it was fine. I would take you know on a Friday, I would block a couple of hours off in my schedule, mm. and that would be the time that I. Would expected to study math with kids at my son at my kids school oh, that's and cool. so um, and so I volunteered quite a bit and and actually it was just Jesse's um, fifth grade graduation and I knew a lot of the kids that were graduating so it was really exciting but you know um, it's tough it's not easy right you have high commitment at work high commitment at home Mm. Um, I also like to work out. I love doing Zumba. Um, and oh so yeah, the Zumba <laughs> thing, the Zumba, the Zumba story. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit? So you were a Zumba teacher yes, at, at yes. Microsoft. That's so cool. Yeah, um, so in addition to kids and work, I really needed something fun to do to work out. And so I love Zumba. Zumba is so much fun. And I really wanted to be a Zumba teacher. So I took the license and I became a Zumba teacher and I actually taught a couple of classes um, at Microsoft. Um, and I actually cut that down because I broke my foot in Zumba. But anyways, that's, that's, that's outside of that. Yeah. But um, I continue doing Zumba and it's really fun. Um, I think working out is very important because then it ensures that when you come to work, you're in the best possible state to focus 
focus on your job. But what's the difference between like uh, just doing Zumba and taking the license and being the teacher? Like it's, uh, yeah. I see this a lot in a, at Microsoft. Like people are so committed when they like something, they're so committed. They're becoming like in a band or a teacher or a writer, like real books. It's not just like a hobby. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Like people are so smart like you and they have this like perseverance that they become actually they go to the next level and they teach the thing that they are passionate about. It's uh, it's amazing. I really <laughs> I, I get inspired with all these stories. Um, that's amazing. Okay, so wow, it's uh, you're doing like your work is so hard, like 24 hours plus kids plus. Mm. Uh, do you have any advices to balance? What, what are your tricks to to balance all of uh, all your passion and work and, and kids? I think it's just really ensuring that you figure out in life what are your top priorities, and um, and you follow those priorities. And it's not easy, and you make mistakes, and I make mistakes all the time. If I'm staying at work later, and my son is like, "Mom, come home. Um, we got to do gardening together." I have a garden, um, you know. So it, it, it's it's really tough. But just really ensuring what your priorities are. I think the number one priority should be taking care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself first, um, through for me it's shopping for shoes, but you know who, whatever, whatever it is, um, or getting nails done, um, or working out. If you don't take care of yourself and your family first, you cannot show up at work and be the best you can be. And I've seen women make this mistake over and over again. Work is very hard, they don't get enough sleep, there's stress at home, they don't take time to take care of themselves, then they come to work and they're so stressed out that they can't even focus on the work. Right. So I think I think this is the key. And then just setting your own balance and following up. And the, and the balance could be different from every individual. Right. Yeah. This is this is a great <laughs> advice. Like put yourself first. You take care of yourself, and then you can take care of anyone else. Right. Exactly. That's exactly. Amazing. I think this is really important. Yeah. Okay. So in the in the um, episodes, we usually go through lightning talks. Okay. Uh, so let's get started. <laughs> okay. Okay. So first question is, what do you do first when you wake up in the morning? Okay. What do I do first? Well, I think about what am I going to wear? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. <laughs> that's a great question. Um, <laughs> no, um, let's see. So it could be several things for making breakfast to my kids. If I'm the one who's driving them to school, I, you know, I get them and be like, okay, at this time we're, you know, we're leaving the house or it's about watering my garden or actually going to work out. So I think it just really depends. But then I also, the other thing I do is I go through my calendar. I go through my email and I kind of think, okay, what do I have going on today and how do I bring myself the best? And so I kind of start like mentally preparing mm. um, for my day so I don't miss any meetings, you know, so that I show right. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> show yeah. up, but it varies. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Um, coffee or tea? Oh my God, I love cappuccinos. <laughs> it's an addiction. I love coffee, so definitely coffee. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, great. Um, uh, what's your favorite app? Okay. What is my favorite app? So, if you use your phone a lot, I don't know if you do use your phone a lot, but if you use your phone a lot, what's your favorite app? Could be your Outlook, I don't know, <laughs> since you're on a clear calendar. I was actually thinking about that. Um, I don't know. Um, Outlook definitely because it gives me stuff, um, what's going on in work. I also like to catch up on 
how my friends are doing and how my sister is doing. So I turn to Instagram and Facebook in the morning and also make sure I don't miss any birthdays <laughs> um, because I'm a really social person and I really care about relationships and cultivating relationships about me. And it's not just relationships themselves. I care a lot about the people. And so it's, I hope I never miss any birthdays on my team, on my sister teams, oh. right? I like to, you know, make sure people feel special so that we have cake or cupcakes or something. And I keep in touch and see, okay, did somebody take a trip? Um, you know, what's going on so I can later catch up and find out more how they're doing. Oh, that's um, so cool. Yeah. It's so nice. I have to learn that. <laughs> You're telling me stories and I'm like, oh, okay, I have to learn this. I have to learn this. This is very inspiring. Okay. Um, what is a product that you would love to work on either inside or outside of Microsoft? Like something when you see like, oh, that's so cool. I really want to jump into that. So here's a really interesting thing, and this is the thing about um, my career so far at Microsoft. It hasn't really been to me about the products. It's actually been about the people. So the way I put it is, I can clean a toilet as long as it's with the right people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun. And so throughout my career at Microsoft, I worked really hard, but I've also taken on roles that maybe haven't been the most shiny and exciting roles. But those roles had to be done. And they were very, very hard, hard roles. And every time I would be tell, told by other people, like, you're going to fail. And so I, you know, I would think, hey, um, I will either fail miserably or I will succeed. It's just like, jumping into mud, and maybe smelly mud, and maybe frogs are in that mud. And I know that um, by swimming, maybe I'll become a better swimmer and I'll swim out, or maybe I'll learn a different way to get out of this mud. I'll know I get out of it, I may succeed, I may fail, I'm gonna learn from it. So, so as long as it's a challenge, as long as I'm gonna grow and I'll be surrounded by the right people, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's has it, it's never been an app. It's never been you know technology. It's been challenges, risk, and the people for me. That's very rare, actually. I mean, I meet a lot of uh, people, especially like young people, young generation. They want the shiny new thing, and it's very rare to find someone saying, "Give me a problem, I'll solve it." Whatever the problem is. So this is really so. This is what what makes you like. Uh, it's the challenge and the people, and you don't care if it's a shiny product. If it's shiny and no problems, then, I mean. <laughs> then you know, what's the point? What do we get uh, paid the big bucks for? And okay. then about the people. I love the people on my team. We have a lot of fun together. Um, we have rubber ducks in everybody's <laughs> office and all of the sun ducks appear. And then on Friday, a bunny actually appeared on uh, my bookshelf. Um, <laughs> so we actually have a lot of fun together with the people. And I think creating a fun team where people enjoy working is much better than having like a really stressful atmosphere. Right, right, right. And then the other thing for me about the people, so um, I care so much as a dev lead about growing people. I think it's more exciting to give out a promo than to get one myself. Um, I love it when people ping me, hey, Rena, can I show you something? Let me show you what I've accomplished. And it's just so fun to see. Sometimes when delivering promos, I'll get to work like at 7 a.m. and I would be waiting on a.m. to see when this person would get to work so I can run over and deliver their promo because Aww. I'm just so proud of the people I work with and their accomplishments. And I work with amazing, amazing people. 
That's great. So how do you nurture this culture? I mean, culture is the, the thing that's most important in big companies. And as a manager, you're the person who like takes care of this culture. So is there any like things, special things that you do as a manager to nurture this culture of fun and, and hard work at the same time? Yeah, so, you know, there's always hard work and there's always deadlines and people yeah, need and to know. Yeah, you said like your team is there 24 hours, so there's, it's so hard. It's, you know, we always have somebody on call and so it's just really ensuring that that is clear, the deadlines are clear. But we can have fun hitting those deadlines. We can joke and we can laugh and we can make fun of each other. Um, and it doesn't have to be serious. It could be a lot of fun. And so if you create um, a team dynamic, and it, it isn't just me that I created, it's actually the folks on my team as well. You encourage it. If yeah. like you're someone who doesn't laugh at jokes or, I mean, <laughs> I mean then they will stop doing jokes, right? <laughs> yeah, so, and, and, and I think in a team, this is key, having the fun, because why do people come to work every day. Right. You spend more time with people at work than you spend with your family, yeah. your children, your friends. So it better be fun. Um, you better enjoy it. And if you don't, there's right, you know, why are you doing this? It could be for the paycheck, but you can get paycheck in several. Right, you right. have to have fun. And I think that's key. That's very important. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> Definitely. If you don't, I mean, you're not having fun, then what's the point? Okay, so next question was, usually we ask this if someone is still coding. I don't know if you're still coding, but the question is, what's your favorite language to code in? Okay, so um, right now my favorite language to code is C-sharp, and I am still coding. I am trying to allocate time. Um, why? To you're not, you're not, I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, right, as a manager. So why do you still code? I think so. So, a couple of reasons. Um, it's really important to keep up technically. Mm. Um, you want to be always on the. Always want to be on, whether it's it, it's through coding, through reading the next um, the next research, through reading um, several blogs, reading books. I think being technical is very, very important and not losing that. And it's very, very hard because as you become a manager, you you're have a busy. lot of meetings mm. and you're really busy. So you really have to take time to be technical. And so sometimes in the mornings, I'll go to my favorite coffee shop and I'll have a cappuccino and I'll read like the latest technical advancements. Um, and then at work, I really want to ensure I am still coding and doing code reviews. And it's very hard. It is but hard. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying my best because how how else are you going to you know grow and stay respected by folks on the team? Um, and and the other thing I do on my job is I do um, I do everything um, from from coding to testing to writing release mails to um, maybe coaching or talking to people about their girlfriends or you know it could just be anything um, that I do. One of the things that one of my mentors told me um, he actually told me a story about World War II and he, he talked about a team with pilots. And there was one manager who would always stay behind and his team of pilots would go out every day to fly um, and uh, the team wasn't doing really well. A lot of planes were getting shot down. And then there, and so they changed the dynamic around and they actually added a new leader who would actually fly with the team and fly in the front and put themselves under the same risk as the rest of the team. And this advice really resonated with me and that's where I try 
to do to the best of my ability, of course, with work-life balance and everything. I try to do um, what the team is doing. If the team is working late, I try my best to be there. Um, if the team has challenging work, I'll you know, I'll help out as much as I can. This is the only way where, you know, your team trusts your manager and does well. And mm -hmm. so that's, you know, a little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> kind that, of. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so usually we uh, end up with advice to anyone who's like either starting uh, in tech or maybe a woman who's not very confident in herself in tech or being a manager of other people. So what would be your advice? Yeah, and, and you know, um, when I first started out, I was a really shy girl and I was scared of a lot of things. And what I've learned through my career is to not be scared and to take on challenges. So don't overthink things. Don't think, hey, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe um, they don't think highly of me. Maybe I'm not technical. You know, take all of that out of your head and don't be scared to take on challenges. Don't be scared to take on risk. Just put a goal out there and try to go and achieve it. And you may succeed, you may fail. If you fail, you will learn. And people learn the best out of failures. But if you succeed, the rewards are high. We're in the tech industry. We, get, we make a lot of money. Um, you can buy a lot of shoes. I love shoes with that money. <laughs> um, and so just really don't, don't put all this roadblocks in front of you saying, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. Go push through those roadblocks and just try it. Um, we, the whole industry, is looking for more women to join computer science, more women to join these fields because a lot of our customers are women. And so as a woman in the technical field, you even have more superpowers. And, and if you work hard, there's amazing opportunities. And so just go for it. Just don't think about it. Just go for it. Okay. This is amazing. <laughs> thank you very much. And thank you for everything you're doing. Um, you're amazing. Thank you. Um, thank you very much, Irina, for being on Gals. Yeah. Bye. Bye.